Hello and welcome everybody to a very, 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 very special episode of Stadium Connect North, episode 30. Wow, I I can hardly believe it here. And today we are going to be talking to Evan from Dead Drop Studios. But before we get to that, let's uh, introduce everybody here on the panel. I've got uh, my trusty friend here, Ninja Guy X. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. Very excited for this interview. As you guys know, I've been playing these games and uh, I've been enjoying myself a lot. So uh, I've been waiting for this. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have the one, the only, the man... The myth, the legend, MM2K. How are you doing, MM2K? Oh, man. They only thought about me that way at home. Hey, guys. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going? I can't wait to do this interview. Thank you for inviting me. This is going to be a blast as always. Oh, you are quite welcome. Yeah, we we, uh, wouldn't think of doing it without you. So before we bring our special guest on here, let's go ahead and we're going to bring up the tweet that started... Uh, started it all here. Our good friend Cody uh, tweeted out here saying back on, this was April the, the 12th, I believe, if i looking here correctly. Let me see if I can bring up the It's tweet. April 11th, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, well, well he, nope. tweeted, yeah. Yeah, he, he tweeted it out the 12th here um, that I messaged a developer at Dead Drop Studios. I was curious to see if the series of games will make that will make it to, to Stadia anytime soon. They replied back this morning. They are now interested in the idea of it. And he gave a link to the, uh, the latest game in the series, Outbreak <clears throat> Contagious Memories. And you can see here's a screen capture of the DM that Cody sent uh, to Dead Drop Studios uh, was actually on the, uh, the, the 11th. Uh, saying, hello, any chance of your Outbreak games heading to Stadia? Since Stadia uses Unity Engine... And then uh, they replied back, says, you know what? That's a good question. I got to look into that, but I wouldn't be opposed. Thanks for the idea. And from here, Cody then had uh, an additional tweet um, that he tagged some members in the Stadia community and said, let's spread this news. And from there, everything took off like wildfire. I mean, literally. We'll we'll talk to Evan here just in a second. He'll tell you just how 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 overwhelmingly awesome the response has been uh, from the community. And let's go ahead and we're gonna bring Evan in here now. Here we go. Hello, hello. How are you? Hey, everybody. Hey. Thank you so much for joining us today. Taking time out of your bit busy schedule to chat with us here uh, about uh, this phenomenal uh, series of events that have taken place just over the last uh, couple of weeks here. Um, I I can imagine what it's been like for you being a a single person developer here and then all of a sudden getting flooded with just these mass emails and support for for, uh, bringing your series of games over to Stadia. Yeah, it's been an incredible experience. I, I really, it's hard to overstate um, the impact and the passion that I've seen from the Stadia community. Uh, oh. Just in like, it's really only been about eight or nine days since I think mm-hmm. this thing, this whole thing kicked off, and it's just been incredible to see. Um, 
you know, because the, the, the series is available on virtually every console right now on PlayStation, Xbox, Switch. It's available on Steam. And, you know, we certainly have a pretty strong fan base across those communities. Um, but I do feel like the Stadia crowd is really kind of eclipsing it right now from what I've seen in the last uh, couple of days. And it's it's just incredible. It just it never there seems to be no end to it. Uh, there's there's a lot of interest <laughs> in bringing the series over. And I can safely say uh, the Stadia community has gotten my attention. So I'm, oh. I'm happy to confirm that. That, that, that is awesome. So we're, we're going to step back a little bit. Um, and the first thing is we'll, we'll find out a little bit about yourself and also Dead Drop Studios, you know, just so we could get to know you for those that aren't familiar with who you are or the studio and, and some of the, you know, the things that you like to do and some of the services that you offer. Sure. Um, so yeah, so um, at a high level, um, I started this studio uh, uh, in 2015. It, it officially really kicked off with the first release in 2017, but I've been at this now for seven, almost eight years, uh, developing the series. Um, it's entirely, for the most part, built by myself. Um, you know, the, the game series is self-financed, um, and really it came from the desire to bring back classic retro survival horror experiences. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Resident Evil, Silent Hill, Lone in the Dark, uh, all that stuff from that era. And I was a big fan of uh, a series of games called Resident Evil Outbreak, File 1 and 2. And if anyone's familiar with those, they were basically Resident Evil games that had four-player co-op, but still yep. like the, the fixed camera angles, the classic Resident Evil puzzles, the full Resident Evil storylines, even too, with cutscenes and CGI and everything uh, in them before. And, you know, those games actually did sell very well during their time in the early 2000s. And Capcom, for whatever reason, doesn't doesn't see the point in revisiting them. Um, so it got to be about 2015. I was kind of tired that those games don't exist anymore. And I decided to <laughs> just go fix the problem myself and start a series. Um, yeah. And that kind of that kicked off this whole whole massive journey in a nutshell. It, it's wow. crazy to me that uh, you know when they released Re Revelations on the 3DS, it had such a positive uh, outcome, but they just didn't do anything about it, right? Like they just revealed Revelations, and then they just went on with like their their new modern games again. So uh, I wish I, I'm like you. I wish that they would have continued this uh, this series for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I know for myself uh, as a gamer too, the Resident Evil series on PlayStation has such an impact. I remember playing the first Resident Evil game on PlayStation. I was like totally blown away by it and uh, still have, you know, a fond likeness for those uh, original, you know, again, with the fixed camera type angles and whatnot. So learning about this game, like we said, not even... Uh, a week, week and a half ago is really opened my eyes uh, and just how great the, the, the game looks uh, and really interested in, in the gameplay itself. So that kind of leads into my second question here is, so for the Outbreak series of games, how many are there? What's the story behind them? Are they connected? And, and the, the gameplay, like, can you elaborate a little bit on on that stuff for us? Sure. So there, there's seven games in total as of right now. Um, the goal with each of the titles in the series is that it plays like a different era of survival horror. Um, you know, we have games like the 2D Outbreak that are closer to kind of Sweet Home, if folks remember that from the early 90s. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've got the new Nightmare, which plays very much like a 3D um, spiritual successor to Resident Evil Outbreak. Uh, the Nightmare Chronicles followed that. That that is basically a spiritual successor to Resident Evil One on the PS One. Nice. Uh, you know, Lost Hope is designed to be as kind of a spiritual successor to the Resident Evil Two remake. A big focus on over-the-shoulder combat, a mm -hmm. lot of resource preservation. It's it's a very difficult game. 
Um, and then Epidemic, basically play, it's a homage to Resident Evil 5 and 6. It's super action oriented. It still has the inventory management, the resource management, wow. but it's but it's, a, it's more of a shooter than any other game in the series. It's really an action game at the end of the day. Um, followed by Endless Nightmares, which basically was answered the question, what if you mixed Resident Evil 2 with kind of like a uh, procedurally generated roguelike? So the levels in, in Endless Nightmares are always rearranging themselves. The resources are random. It's very much like kind of an RPG roguelike. And you kind of keep going through these iterations, building up your supplies, building up your character to tackle greater and greater challenges. And, you know, that all kind of led to this most recent title that released last week, which or two weeks ago now, which was Contagious mm -hmm. Memories. And that is really just a landmark title in the series. It is a fully realized spiritual successor to Resident Evil 2 and 3 on the PS1. It's got full voice acting, cutscenes. It's incredibly difficult. Um, it's, it's just, <laughs> it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a full story experience. It takes you through kind of a soft reboot of the series where you're trying to escape from a city getting overrun with the undead. You meet survivors, you solve puzzles, you work together, um, mm -hmm. you know, and there's just, there's tons of unlockables in the game. There's a huge massive bonus mode after you make it or after you beat it. And mm -hmm. the game supports optional two player co-op throughout the entire game. So you can bring a friend along wow. if you want anywhere in the that's, game. Um, that's, that, that's awesome. And it's, um, it is, you know, our most successful release uh, to date. It's really just blown off our expectations for that. Um, and, you know, this is kind of tying a little bit further into this conversation, but when we talk about bringing the series to Stadia, that's really the title that I want to bring to Stadia first, because I think it, it demonstrates that polish where the series has come mm -hmm. over the last couple of years, and I think it would make a pretty good impact on Stadia Pro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I... And uh, what what's crazy about me, uh, for me, for, for the last game is that you've put three field of view, and uh, I've never seen that. I've never seen that, mm -hmm. like first person third person but also the fixed camera angle and it's crazy oh wow yeah you yeah. must have put a lot that's of impressive that. that's impressive yep. yeah. yeah um and, and the game was built from the ground up with that in mind from from day one i wanted to support every traditional survival horror camera angle that we've seen so far mm -hmm. and the whole the whole game is designed to look and play great if you're playing in fixed camera which is mm -hmm. basically it plays like a classic resident evil 2 or 3 experience on the ps1 there's modern control options for it you know i, I give you a little bit of uh a little bit of help if you choose Thank to you. have it although you can still <laughs> use you can still use tank controls if you want them they're there um, but but the gameplay when you're in that mode shifts to play like a classic survival horror game yeah, but nice. if you go into the over-the-shoulder mode, which is closer to like Resident Evil 4, or you go into the first-person shooter mode, which is mm -hmm. more like Resident Evil 7, um, the game actually changes, and now you're you're doing precision aiming. You're trying to go for headshots. Wow. Um, you know, it's it's more of a it makes it a little more action experience with uh, feeling quite a bit more modern. And the cool thing is, is you can change your view anytime during gameplay. Just click in the right thumbstick on the controller or use the That's keyboard binding. And you That's can, what I was going to ask. Yeah, you can just keep cycling <laughs> through them and, and play the game how you want and keep switching it around. And it's it's a lot of fun. I think it, it's really something that sets it apart uh, yeah, from other survival horror titles. Oh, my Very gosh, that's that sounds so awesome. So you can basically like every type of different view that you have switches up the gameplay uh, in, in some manner or another. And you could do it on the fly, which is which is great. And so just to remind us here, so it's. How many, like, uh, in, in the latest game here, how many people were involved in developing this game? I mean, aside from, I know you said it's fully voice acted, but, uh, you know, overall, like, say, um, in, in, to in total, including those voice actors, approximately. 
Sure. Well, I, I don't want to reveal all of my secrets here, but, no, okay. um, you know, um, if you look at the credits list, you'll see that it's just a few folks that we contracted work out to on that. Oh, you nice. know, a, a lot of what this uh, one of the great things that this series has allowed me to do is work with artists and work with folks who are trying to build up their profiles, who are mm -hmm. trying to break into the games industry. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it, it gives me an opportunity to financially support them and to showcase their work. So. I, I'm a software engineer by trade. I code all the games myself. I do most of the business. I do whatever art I can do myself. Mm. Um, and then for the pieces that I can't do myself, I work. I typically contract that work out to other folks who, you know, can can get more experience. They can earn quite a, a bit of money working with us, um, wow. and it helps bring these games together. And it just helps kind of support the entire community of folks who make games. Um, but really, at the end of the day, it's a lot of this is 90% from me. Um, and then, you know, my wife uh, helps out a bit with the business side and some of the promotion side as well. Right. Um, yeah. But that's nice. that's they, they really are at the end of the day, a solo dev uh, uh, effort. And uh, I'm really proud of how far they're coming. Uh, yeah. And I'm also really proud of some of the stuff that we're not going to talk about here. Uh, but that, <laughs> that, I'll, that I'll be talking about in the in the coming months. Um, ah, that okay. Likely, likely the Stadia push will help out where maybe we'll be getting, you know, looking at being able to expand the business out and, and you know, becoming a bigger operation. Um, okay, so I'm really, nice. I'm really excited about what's coming down the road too. I think, you know, I think we've realized fully what a single dev can do with the, with contagious memories. It's, it's a cross platform yeah. title, just, just for folks to know it's cross platform. It's currently available natively on PS5, PS4, Xbox series, Xbox one, Nintendo switch and steam. Um, and every game in the series is available natively on all those platforms. And that's just supported by me at the end of the day. Um, wow. you know, and I, I'm, you know, I, I'm very happy with how the series has turned out so far, mm. but I'm, fe I'm feeling that wall, you know, like we, we've got to be able to expand to get to that next step to really get the quality mm. level up, to build a more immersive experience. Um, and I'm really excited for the future to be able to do that. And I, and I really think Stadia is going to be able to help us with that goal and be a, be a part of it with, with all the love the Stadia fans are showing us. So it's, it's super exciting. <laughs> yeah. Speaking yeah. of that, actually, now that we talk about Stadia, uh, so what has been your experience, you know, like from, from the beginning, like since you started to, to right now, uh, well, since, since April 12th, uh, what's been happening, you know, and, uh, what's your feeling with the, the community and how, how it's been happening? Oh, it's, it's been a very positive experience to be, to be completely honest. I mean, it was a fire hose that just kind of shot at me, uh, <laughs> that, that Tuesday. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not, that's not overselling it. I mean, it has literally been a nonstop fire hose now for nine days <laughs> of folks reaching out on, on social media. Uh, DMing me, messaging me in Discord. Um, it is, I, I leave the computer for 30 minutes and come back to 50 things on, like 50 <laughs> little notifications on Twitter. Wow. Um, you, you really, I, awesome. it, it's hard to overstate um, what an impact and, and how visible the community has been able to be in getting my attention and bringing the, the need to bring the series to Stadia to light. Um, and since then, I've met, uh, I've met hundreds of people, believe it or not now, <laughs> um, and in just, in just a week now, um, and gotten some really awesome feedback, learned a whole lot about the Stadia platform. I went and bought a couple premiere editions oh, or, wow. uh, um, the premiere, I'm sorry, I don't know the exact title. It's the premiere one that comes yeah. with the controller and yeah, the, that's in the, the, in the premiere. The, yeah. The, yep. the, in the unit. Um, mm -hmm. I got to play around with that quite a bit yesterday. That was a lot of fun. Um, and, um, everything about the platform seems super impressive from a technical perspective. Nice. And the fans, the fans seem really passionate. Um, yep. And and this is not, I mean, this is something we've been saying on Twitter is the fans were successful in getting Google's attention within 48 hours um, from wow. that Tuesday. 
and started communication with us. And I, unfortunately, I can't go any deeper into, you know, discussing that, but, mm -hmm. but I do want to say to the fans, you know, when, when they're mm -hmm. sharing feedback to Google, when they're sharing all these thoughts on social media, um, folks are paying attention to that. So yep. I think, yep. um, I think maybe sometimes um, I, I heard from a couple of fans that they feel like, well, we don't get a response sometimes. So it's mm -hmm. kind of hard to tell, but I, I can guarantee you they're paying attention and they're passionate about their fan base as well. And yeah. the fans have been very, very successful in taking a process that typically when you look at even just starting a conversation of coming to a new platform, that is a multiple months long process. Mm -hmm. And thanks to the Stadia fans, that process has taken place in like roughly just over a hundred hours. That's, um, wow. yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. So that's it's amazing. It's yeah. incredible. I mean, I, I that, that sends chills down my spine <laughs> just yeah. hearing that because, you know, like, like you had mentioned there, a lot of, uh, there are some people that said, Oh, you know, they're not listening. What we say falls on deaf ears and everybody here on the panel has said, multiple times over and over again and, and through various different examples is yes, they are listening. You might not get a response directly, mm -hmm. but it doesn't fall on deaf ears. And and this is just another example and proof here that, uh, you know, the power of the Stadia community. I mean, that's how that's the only way I could put it is like we've all come together showing this massive support uh, for the game and gotten Google's attention and like you said, just like moved things along so quickly. And I, you know, I, along with everybody here are, are, are really hoping that uh, we can get the series onto Stadia, you know, starting with the, the latest one in Stadia Pro and definitely um, this would be fantastic. Open the doors for you. And you know what? Who knows? Maybe other developers in the future as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, right. that, that's, I, that's something to think about. And I think it's important to note, guys, that I'm I'm very much an outside party to Stadia. Um, nine mm -hmm. days ago, I didn't know anything about Stadia. <laughs> I, I want to be super upfront about that. I had yep. never tried it. I had never thought about it. I had no plans to bring the games to Stadia. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and everything that I've seen in all the different forms over the last nine days has led me to believe that this is a very solid platform from a technical perspective. Um, that there is the right attitude behind the development of the platform and that there's the right attitude behind the fan community for the platform. And I really, uh, you know, this is really an unbiased assessment of what's going on in the land of Stadia right now for me, um, is that this platform has a very bright future. This is this is not a dead platform. It's not in like the throes of, of going mm. down the tubes or anything. <laughs> um, I think what folks need to realize is that when you launch a brand new platform and you do something radically different with like cloud streaming, for an example, we've we've had examples with PS Now, we've had Gaikai, we've had, um, you know, the OnLive stuff almost 10 years ago now. Um, starting a new platform is hard and it takes time. And just because it's not this runaway success that has 25 billion people on it, you know, the <laughs> next day, yeah. That's not that's not bad. Uh, this stuff takes a while to spin up, and every major gaming platform that we have today that that you know like we we think is solid and mm -hmm. kind of immutable. Like when you think of Sony, when you think of Xbox, when you think of Nintendo, that stuff took years to get yes. going and to get into that state. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and right. I and I think it's I think it's very important for fans to just you know take a step back every now and then because there's there's a lot of passion here, mm -hmm. and recognize that you don't you don't set up a brand new sustainable platform in the matter of 
24 months or how long or however long this has been going on. It takes a couple more years. It takes bringing on the developers. It takes having, you know, a sustainable path that allows folks of all budgets to be able to publish games on it. Mm -hmm. Um, It takes, you know, support from both the company running it and the fan community. And I would just encourage folks not to be super jaded uh, about it because I think, you know, the best days for Stadia are ahead. And as a developer, I'm very interested in the platform. So... I think that's the best vote of confidence anybody can give to it. Oh, yeah. I mean, from someone who, like you said, maybe uh, three minutes ago, you didn't even know what the heck a stadia was. To hear exactly. that, I mean, yeah. you sound like a regular panel member now. It's, you know, it's we, weird, right? Yeah. So, so his, <laughs> like, like he, he's definitely been doing some research. Uh, Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Beca- because mm-hmm. because it is, that's how it is. There's a lot of people who have a hard time to understand that. But you seem to have a clear understanding of what uh, stadia stands at the moment. Which is kind of cool to hear from from a dev's per- perspective who only learned about Stadia uh, nine days ago. So it's, it's crazy to me that you already yeah. did all of your research like that. And, and, you know, that's what it sounds like, folks. When you pivot from facts, and you don't get any closer to the facts <laughs> yeah. than the devs themselves. So you ain't gotta listen right. to us. You can tell us to shut up all you want, but you gotta listen to the devs. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and, and that coming from your mouth was so instrumental. I think it was very powerful. Yeah. yeah. And, and I would just encourage you guys and the fans to just keep talking to other devs because it's yeah. not, I don't nice. think it's maliciousness. I don't think it's, it's, I, I don't think anybody's coming from a place that they think that this is a bad platform. I think it is more so coming from a place that they just don't understand what this platform is. And yeah. I was the same way before. And I think if you yep. can keep reaching out to other devs, keep showing them other successful indie devs who come to it, show them support from the community, you can bring over a lot of titles to this thing um, yep. because they've, I'm really not like it's not an understatement. You guys have really moved the needle. Uh, guys, in terms of the community, have really moved the needle on getting Outbreak to Stadia, even just in the last couple of days. And in the past, these conversations they took, in some cases, historically in my series, it took a year sometimes to get wow. to the point where we're at right now. Um, and I and I do apologize that I can't you know go into so much detail because obviously you know there's there's some things we can't discuss. Definitely. Um, but you know I just encourage everybody to keep keep pushing for Outbreak to come to Stadia. Keep it trending. It's the best thing fans can do right now to make the case mm-hmm. for it. People are listening, and you just gotta you gotta keep the heat up if you want yep. it to happen. That's yeah. all. Cool. Yeah. Um, so you pretty much answered the question where we were wondering <laughs> if like if you could give us information about Stadia Dev. Uh, you know, if they've been in touch with you in that, but uh, but since you can't, uh, I'm gonna steal yeah, MM2K's uh question there, uh, if you don't mind, MM2K. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. All yeah. right, cool. So, um, we were wondering, um, as a member of the Stadia community, is there anything more that we can do to help your relationship with Google to bring out uh, Outbreak to Stadia, you know, like uh, giving you more presence or give them more uh the will to to know make this happen well sure let, let me talk about what you what they've done so far that's been effective and what they can continue to do then I'll, I'll cover that after this when we started talking nine days ago i asked the stadia community several questions in a very deliberate order for this stuff uh first when i didn't know what stadia was and there was interest to bring you folks were expressing interest in bringing outbreak over to it the first question i asked is well let's see support for the series for it right because at the end of the day Game development is a financial investment. Um, for someone like me, I self-finance all of my games. I have to be careful when I make a decision to come to a platform or not. And one of the first questions I asked the community was, would you be willing to support the series itself in its current form to help bring it over to Stadia? 
within 24 hours after I asked that question, Siri sales jumped about a thousand percent. It was actually over a thousand percent. Oh, within, within 24 wow. hours. And wait, the wait, reason, say, say that again. It jumped again. Yeah, how much? Up. about, about yeah. a thousand percent in, in 24 oh, hours. Crap. And the reason, and now you can say, okay, but what if that was a coincidence? Well, the thing that I'll come to say is a lot of people DM'd me and they said to me, I went out and bought the complete series on Steam or the complete series on Xbox or PlayStation to try and help, you know, support the series. I got a lot of messages from that. So I think it is very clear that th that was coming from Stadia folks who had read those messages and wanted to help out. So that was kind of the first step, right? Then the next step we asked, all right, fine. So they're, they're clearly willing to support the series. What if we had to crowdfund, literally crowdfund, bringing a ga an Outbreak game to Stadia? We're like, let's say we set up an Indiegogo and you're you're pre-purchasing a copy of the game that once it's ported, you get a key for, for example. Oh, so yeah. we ran a poll for that. We got an overwhelmingly positive response. It was, I think it was near 90%. It was above 85% of folks saying, yeah, we'd love to be able to do that for you. So that was an overwhelming response. Then we asked the next question is, what if it came to Stadia Pro and Stadia Pro was the financial means to get the series there? Would everybody support it? That was even more of an overwhelming yes mm -hmm. from the community. It was like 90 or 91% yes. You're asking so, us if we, if we want the game for free, right? So, <laughs> Okay, but but let's be clear. It's not for free, yeah. right? Because no. those folks are paying for a subscription. And, right, right. And, at, and at the end of the day, they are still paying money into the Stadia ecosystem to make it happen. It, mm -hmm. I, I know that yeah. once you're a member, it feels like it's for free. But you know, when you look at it from a game dev perspective, it is still a transaction. And it's allowing people yeah. to spend their money within the Stadia ecosystem exclusively, which is what I've heard from fans they want to be able to do. Yeah. Um, so when we look at those three events, those were three really important areas that fans really stepped up quickly and were vocal about and, you know, put their money where their mouth is um, to show support for it. When an indie dev like me asks uh, the community questions like that, it's not a coincidence. We're not just kind of curious. We're logging <laughs> that data because it's going to get used as part of a pitch. Um, and, yep. you know, that's why in the first couple of days, I believe the community was very successful in, in moving in fast tracking this process in many regards, because we had those conversations up front. We had them honestly, you know, and certainly there were folks in the community who kind of, you know, rolled their eyes a yep. little bit or, or said mm -hmm. this or not. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. what's important is those folks were maybe less than 1% of the community yeah. that I've been interacting Absolutely. with. Absolutely. Yes. 99 plus percent was overwhelmingly in favor of supporting these initiatives and it gave us hard data to show the yep. support there so that's that's what everybody did so far to make this successful and really get this moving fast when we talk about the future it's basically what i need folks to do is just get this trending as big on twitter as possible keep at mentioning google stadia let's keep using all the hashtags bring it to stadia stadia 100 team stadia Keep telling them, bring Outbreak to Stadia. Keep, mm -hmm. you know, emphatically saying, we're going to support it on Stadia Pro if you can bring it to Pro. That's yep. the most valuable thing anyone can do right now. In addition to following our Twitter, of course, because, you know, <laughs> right. that'd be great. <laughs> but, but, but it's that simple. No, Nobody's sitting here asking you for a donation. Nobody's sitting here asking you mm -hmm. for a handout. Just yep. get the word out there. We have the data to show there will be support if we make an honest pitch for this. Um, yeah. Now we just got to keep the heat on so we can, um, you know, basically find a way to move forward. Yeah, Th this is this is so awesome to hear this from your mouth, because I know there's people that said, oh, well, you know, that's your job to make the pitch to Stadia. Mm -hmm. But what they don't realize is being such a a single person studio here, basically. Exactly. Right. Like you're going to need 
this data, as you stated here, to collect and show Google, say, look, yes, there is a demand for this game. We asked these questions. Here's a, there was a response. Keep the talk up. And this shows Google that, you know, yeah, they, they, we need to take this seriously and, you know, just help it out. Because it'd be different if it's, you know, a bigger development studio, like, let's say, mm -hmm. Electronic Arts or something mm -hmm. like that. And well, sure, you know, money talks, right? So they can just throw around money here or there or, or do whatever. But being an indie dev, the getting the, the talk, the chatter, showing the support on social media all goes into helping. And again, like you said, you ask these questions for a reason. They're not just random trying to, you know, uh, be shady and, and get you to, you know, buy games on another platform and then, you know, hightail it out of here. Well, no, you know, and like you mentioned too, there were some that were a little weary of it, but, uh, you know, it's all done for a reason. And like I said, it's, this is just so awesome. It's like music to my ears and, and like, hearing all of this from you and you know for anybody out there in the chat as well you know we haven't talked to evan before like or any like discussed any of the stuff or whatever this is all natural conversation that's just flowing here as we go yeah and i, I want to point out i read i've been keeping an eye on social media i've been keeping an eye on reddit um you know i've been trying to engage with folks who are a little skeptical of the process mm -hmm. i'm doing my best to just keep bringing them the facts um, you know, we do have a pinned tweet on the Dead Drop Studios Twitter right now that kind of discusses what has happened in the last nine days and kind of what the plan is going forward. So I do encourage folks to check out that tweet because there's a bit more detail there, uh, kind of laying out what's happened. And we did, I did go and take screen grabs of all those tweets that I just referenced, showing you guys that there was a deliberate process happening here. It wasn't simply just randomness or trying to find an angle or something. Um, but at the end of the day, look, you can't convince everybody. There's going to be folks out there who mm -hmm. claim to, you know, be Stadia fans or claim to be fans of this or that who really are just acting in bad faith. And, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, my, my policy with folks like that is you get one response where we try to have an honest conversation about it. If we can have a good discussion, it typically continues. If it doesn't, you know, we're not I'm not going to continue with that line of right. thought because there, because there's some folks you can't convince and it's really not worth your time to do so. So I would just encourage folks to be constructive. Um, I'd encourage folks to, you know, keep working towards this in a, in a constructive and meaningful way. Um, and just be mindful that, you know, some of the things that folks kind of do say on the Internet can really affect how a dev will feel about bringing their games to a platform. Um, you know, and just to be mindful that even if it is not a, you know, a financial discussion happening, um, you know, going out there and randomly attacking a dev who you're trying to get interest in your platform may not be a great strategy for bringing them over to the platform. So, you know, <laughs> right. it, 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 it is kind of a two-way street at the, at the end of the day. Um, and uh, that's why I've just been so impressed with the greater majority of the community. It's been over 99% of the folks I've dealt with. It's been a very positive, constructive, interested experience. And that's what got my attention as a dev in, at the beginning of this and keeps my attention now, you know, nine days later. While we're on that, I think this is a good track for us to, for me to throw this in. Because um, I think that you handle this well on Twitter. Speaking of that 1%, that, you know, that vocal minority that <laughs> sometimes can throw, um, you know, they can throw like screwdrivers or, or junk in the cog and, and try to slow things down. So there was a question that came to you about, well, why do you want us to pursue this and, 
and bring attention to this because I looked at a Metacritic score or something like that, and it wasn't <laughs> the greatest. And you had you had a very powerful and, and enduring response to that. You, I don't know if you remember that interaction, but if you do, could you enlighten us here on what you had to say in response to that? I don't remember exactly what I said, so I, I do apologize because I can't quote myself. But I'm mm -hmm. in general, when folks bring up things like Metacritic scores or review scores, the thing that I'm very quick to remind people of is that indie gamers or indie game devs like myself do not survive because somebody writes something nice about us on a web page <laughs> somewhere yeah. or puts a high number next to us. It's people actually showing up, spending money, supporting the series, being active in the community, things like that. That's what kind of allows a series to build. And, and you guys, I'm sure you've seen it before. The greater majority of indie devs, I don't know the percentage, but it's very high, fail immediately yes. when they try to make an indie game. And if they have one successful game and you try to do a series, it, it often fails during that. We're now closing in on eight years with this series. Every title we release sells better than the prior title, typically by yes. a larger uh, margin. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, at the beginning, when I was starting to make the games, we did kind of pursue reviewers and we're like, oh man, review the game. We really think it could help us. And I got to tell you, after a couple of years, I really began to realize it didn't matter. We're going to have mm -hmm. people who go out there, try and trash the games, don't understand what we're trying to do mm -hmm. with this. You know, for some reason, hold us accountable or try to hold us accountable because we don't have a budget like EA or Activision mm -hmm. and just slam the games. And it's like we've stopped pursuing those folks because there's because it's pointless at the end of the day. Yep. You can't convince the mainstream, uh, uh, you know, gaming press to care about a niche subject like this. There, there's no real point in doing it. And ultimately, the fans don't care. They care if they like the right. game. And if they like the game, they bring their friends and they continue to buy the games. Mm -hmm. And that's why this series is successful is because of fans. It's not because of an online reviewer somewhere. It's people show up and keep supporting the series and, and allow me to do this as a as a full-time job. I mean, this, this is my job every day to be an indie game dev. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, it, and it was something on the lines on Twitter. You said a number next to a paragraph isn't what keeps the series going. It's the fact that you guys keep getting more and more fans with each iteration. So yeah. that, that's that's important for people to realize. You know what I mean? But no, very very powerful stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I that that's so great to hear because some people take Metacritic reviews or you know what what the big outlets say as gospel and they won't even you know give it a second thought if ign gives a game a five mm -hmm. out of ten oh well this is crap i'm not even going to try it instead yeah. of giving it a, a a chance and you know you make your own mind up and, and form your own opinion on it but mm -hmm. you know like you said it's great to see that the fans are are what help continue this series and that it's constantly growing and you know I like the game. I tell my friends about it. Oh, you know, they may like it as well. That brings them to the series. So the mm -hmm. word of mouth is, is is really where it's where it's at. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Uh, All right. So yes. Um, Evan Two K. Did you have any other questions for uh, for uh, Evan here? Um. Let me see. Well, you know, Evan. It was so dead on his information with your right. questions. Yeah. He like answered all my questions. So I, I kind of do have one last one. And I don't know if you guys want to go to the chat if we still have time. Um, but I know, you know what, now that I think about it, I have two questions. Um, is there anything else um, that you would like the stated community to know that we haven't talked about so far? Yeah. Um 
You know, that's that's a good question. I mean, I, I think the thing to, to, to just point out is that, um, you know, there's real people behind the work who who make games like this, certainly with my series, certainly with any other indie game dev you talk about. Um, you know, and just it's it's something you were talking about earlier is just folks who are very quick to look at a score on a page and very quick to make a determination without playing the games themselves. Um, mm -hmm. I would just encourage folks to actually play the games. If you play the game and you don't like it and you have honest feedback, come talk to me about it. I'd love to sure. chat about it. And mm -hmm. the series continues to improve every iteration mm -hmm. entirely around fan feedback for the most part. And look, if you play the games and you don't like them, that's fine. You're not going to hurt my feelings. You're not going to hurt anyone else's feelings. Everybody likes <laughs> different things, right? Yep. But I would mm -hmm. just encourage folks to not simply read um, a number mm -hmm. on a piece of paper without doing any any anything themselves to check out the games and making a determination that way because that's really how you lose out on new opportunities that could be something that you actually would end up really loving if you just mm -hmm. spend a couple minutes and gave it a chance. Mm -hmm. And these games are not $60, $70 affairs. Most of these games are about 10 bucks at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's not like anybody's asking you to invest in like a, a AAA <laughs> full title or anything. Uh, find one on sale. Uh, they're, they're on sale usually all the time right. in, in different places. Find find uh, the old the original outbreak as a cheap game somewhere. Get a get a key or something in a giveaway. Yeah. Give it a try. You, you might actually well, find you like it. As a matter of fact, we're in, in the chat here. I've seen multiple people enter here. We've got quite a few entries. We're giving away uh, five copies of the original outbreak on oh, wow. Steam okay. here. Very so, nice. yeah. Yeah, go yeah. ahead, get your uh, entries in here while we chat here with yeah. Evan and, and learn more about the game. And it was a, a, I'm a good example of that, of what just uh, what Evan just said, because uh, I've heard about the game first uh, back in December, and mm -hmm. because because of the physical edition, because I'm in, a little bit into the limited edition scene, and uh, people were talking about this, and I was like, what is that? And then I looked into video uh, reviews, right, videos. And people are just so negative about the game for some reason. I don't get it. Anyway, so so yeah, it, it postponed myself from actually starting to play the game. So so after it's been announced on Stadia, not announced, but after uh, Evan has proven some interest into Stadia, I decided to actually give it a try myself. And uh, yeah, the reviews doesn't give it justice because some even some bad stuff that they talk about, like Evan actually fixed them afterwards. Like the, the thing is, those reviews they don't really reflect what the actual games are because uh you have to like these types of game right right so you have to like right. these type of old resident evil uh throwback and that's the thing like the the people reviewing these games they like call of duty right they like <laughs> they, they like uh i don't know dead by daylight and and things like that so it's, this is not the same type of game and so you really have to start this game with a mindset of what they actually are you know before yeah giving the, the, any the assumption. Yeah, the intended audience, right? Like exactly. This isn't, yeah, we've you know it's been talked about uh, here earlier. It's like you know this is uh, isn't a game that's meant to be a mass appeal to everybody. It's for you know Resident Evil fans here, and we can see each of the different games all focuses on different uh, numbers, like different games in the series and the gameplay and things like that. And what what really gets me is okay. If you don't like the game, sure, that's okay. One thing, you tried it, you don't like it. But don't continue to go on and keep talking about how a game is crap or it's garbage or it's just horrible. You know, stay your peace. Yes, I tried the game. I don't like it. This is what I would like to see in future iterations and be done with it. I really dislike when there are people that just continually go on to 
to badmouth games, series, and then that goes with you know various other different stuff as well. But I just I, I don't I really don't understand some people that just everything out of their mouth yeah. is, is being and, and to, to to add to that is I mean like <laughs> when you go to a reviewer. Um, that doesn't know you or doesn't know what you like to play. It's kind of like just walking up to a random person on the street with a sandwich and saying, hey, bite this and tell me if I like it. It, 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 just, it just doesn't make yeah. any sense. So, I, I, and I yeah. love how Evan, like, he really focused on that. We, we're supposed mm -hmm. to play games, not read them, right? So, yeah. you, Evan, you've been very, if you want to talk about that, you've been very transparent in this process as far as I'm concerned and many are concerned in the chat as well because You've even after, you know, the initial, hey, you know, try it out on different platforms thing. Um, you, you've put out a lot of free codes out there as well, right? For people to try it. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about that or. Sure. I mean, we, I, I love doing, I mean, I love doing giveaways. There's no other way to say it. One of the best parts about being a game dev is I can give games away um, from mm -hmm. codes on different platforms. And I really enjoy that. But one of the things I've tried to do with the Stadia community <laughs> is seek out those folks who are who are, for whatever reason, have a very negative or non-constructive viewpoint on mm -hmm. the series and just say like, hey, here you go, here's a code. Why don't you actually give it a try and yes. let me know what you think about it. And even, uh, obviously, you guys are, have all been wonderful to, to, to talk with today and I, you're very supportive and I greatly appreciate that. You know, and I've tried to find folks who maybe are running podcasts who will not be as supportive, give them some keys and give them a chance to talk about it uh, too because at the end of the day, that's really the only way to get an honest appraisal of the game out there for folks is for folks to play it and talk about it at the end of the day and the thing i will say is one of the comments i get the most from people and this is not from folks who are trolls it's not from people who are who are being mean or trying to trying to hurt me or the series in any way it's it, but they're questions like well why don't you just make it a little more like x game or y game mm, yeah. um you know and <laughs> yeah. and what i tell people is well it's designed not like that for a reason if yes. you want to play x or y game there's awesome triple a options out there you can yeah. go play Call of Duty Zombie. You want a zombie that yeah. dies in one hit and it's yeah. just nonstop action? Go play some Call of Duty Zombies. It's amazing. Like, yeah. that's, it's really cool what they've built there. If you want another type of game or another action game, go play that game. Um, mm -hmm. But remember is if we were to, if I were to sit here and try to round down these rough edges to, to change what fundamentally makes these games unique, they won't have any reason to exist because we're trying to fill a niche here that doesn't exist anymore. I don't want to make Call of Duty. I don't want to make a Call of Duty's mm -hmm. experience. I want to yes. make something that's different and unique and compelling um, that really no one else is making so that fans of that genre have a place to be and a place to go and a, and a place to play them. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's it's not that we're not listening to fans. It's not that we're, we don't think their ideas are good. It's just, at the end of the day, it's not what we're striving for with this. And, you know, there's awesome AAA options available if that's really what you want to go play so yeah, yeah definitely so we have a question in the chat here from Zarina. she's saying now that you've learned about stadia are you considering signing up for stadia pro as well i am already on stadia pro i signed <laughs> oh, up yesterday wow. okay oh wow awesome yeah. awesome and I, I played uh i played world war z yesterday oh and good. and i played <laughs> um control because i was really curious to see what they were doing with control on that thing mm -hmm. um you know, and originally, I think I was talking to some people in Discord. I originally had it on Wi-Fi, and I was saying, "Oh, there's a little bit of stuttering. Um, I'm getting some mm -hmm. some image stuff." I didn't realize that there was literally a LAN uh, LAN port directly in the power plug for the uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. The the second yeah. I had the LAN uh, cable going, I mean, it it felt very very close to a native console experience. 
Yeah. Um, the, the graphics and stuff I thought were pretty impressive. It was certainly on par with what I was seeing in, in a native console experience. Um, you know, and it's, it's just incredible from a technology perspective that I didn't have to install any games. I didn't have to really right. do anything too crazy. I just kind of plugged this thing into my TV. I set up my account, which I only had to do once, and I can just click a button and boom, it's it's running and it feels like the games are running off an SSD if it was yeah. like on, on a native uh, box. Yeah, nice. and that's the amazing nice. part. Any, any, any favorites or you that you care to share right now that you've tried so far or, or you're still early in the process? I'm still pretty early, but um, the current Stadia Pro uh, um, catalog that I looked at, there was like a button there when I logged on it said get 50 free yeah. games after I signed up for Pro and I did that and just kind of went through the different games. I thought it was a very nice mix of games. I thought there was a really great catering towards like the AAA shooter crowd. There was a lot of really cool indie stuff on there that I, you know, teams that I know or, or products that I've seen before. Um, I really liked the diversity of games on there. Um, I thought the, the, you know, the quality of the experience, how they were being presented was, was very strong um, on the UI. Um, and, um, you know, in terms of favorites, I mean, I, I do, I love stuff like World War Z and, and things like that. I mean, it's not hard to find a favorite game on there. Um, <laughs> and it's just, um, you know, and, and really looking at the, state, the current Stadia Pro catalog, Outbreak Contagious Memories would be perfect on there. I think yes, it would fit, fit in very nicely with, <laughs> with the crowd that's there. And I think it fills a niche that is not represented on Stadia. There really is not retro survival horror yeah. or really a lot of survival horror in general on, on Stadia yeah. Pro. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I know in the larger catalog, you can get Resident Evil 7 and 8. Um, but, you know, it, it would also fill just a genre that is just not represented on there at all. And I think it could yep. be very compelling for folks who, who have never heard of the series and want to give something new a shot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. A hundred percent agree. And, you know, like we talked about before, too, is like, you know, even if this this particular game isn't your, you know, your cup of tea or the genre isn't being able to help bring <clears throat> this game and you as a developer to the platform can open doors for who knows what, you know, other developers that see this, they might read the story and be inspired by it and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, bring their games here. So. You know, there's always multiple things that could happen just because you don't like a particular game or whatever. <clears throat> Supporting and getting more developers is, is key because, you know, just having that wide catalog, the variety of games that something that everybody can find and play is what will help Stadia as a platform grow over the years. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to point out, too, that it was really important that I saw in Stadia Pro, and, and this may be something that the crowd here, I, you guys strike me as a crowd that maybe is into more mature titles. You know, we're all hilariously old, but um, <laughs> um, I, I'm just going to be nice. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm well into my mid-30s, and it's horrifying. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but but um, there were some things on Stadia Pro that were children's games, and mm -hmm. that may not be appealing to the crowd who's in this chat right now or in this podcast, yep. but... It is incredibly important from a platform perspective yep. to offer experiences for um, for kids um, mm -hmm. for, for for diversity of experiences like that um, yep. because that that's that's one of the key things for how you grow a platform. You have to you have to have something for everybody at, at every end end of the spectrum to want um, because yeah. if you if you over specialize if you over cater to just one specific genre or things like that. You're never going to get that mainstream appeal and you're never going to get these yep. bigger games that folks want desperately want to come to this platform. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I, I, I bring this up because I saw a couple messages where um, 
I can't remember the children's game, but I saw some messages where people were unhappy about a certain children's game taking up a Stadia Pro slot. And they were they were kind of like, you know, this is unfortunate. Why isn't this? I don't know, yeah. whatever their, their preferred game is. And the thing that I will just say to those folks is you want that. Trust me, mm-hmm. uh, yep. because because that's a diversity that will grow the platform. It'll get more people yep. in there. It's going to get more financial support to the platform. And that in the long run will get you mm-hmm. closer to what you want to see faster yep. Absolutely. than those yep. experiences not being there. Um, so I just, I, just, I just want to encourage yep. folks to be open minded, even when they see something like that, because it, it, it's there for a reason. Yeah, and this is what outright games are. Those are who make the uh, the family oriented and the children's games, Paw Patrol, and you know that's, what, that's other, what it was. It was Paw yeah, Patrol, that's Peppa it. Pig, and all these other games. You know, you, you do see them complaining. Oh, well, I'm going to cancel my Stadia Pro subscription. It's a Peppa Pig. This will bring people in. And it was like, you know, listen, like you know, get a get a clue here. The pl- a platform getting support from a company like Outright Games that pr- that produces family-oriented titles is a sign of growth because Outright hasn't been there since the very beginning. They're just recently since August. So getting these family-oriented games is you know when your platform is starting to grow, getting that mass appeal. I know people have talked about, oh, well, you know, I, I would never want to see Fortnite. I hate Fortnite. I, I don't play mm-hmm. it. Well, just because you don't, there's yeah, millions exactly. and millions of people out there that totally love that game. And, you know, it, it, and my theory is no game is a bad game because there's always somebody out there that's going to enjoy it, that's going to bring them to the platform, that'll help spread the word, that'll open doors and opportunities for others. So, I mean, it's just fantastic to hear you, you say that as well. Yeah. 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 Um, it, it, I want to throw this out here, too, for, for Evan and get his thoughts on it. We, we have uh, I have someone that I podcast with that I've been trying to get on Stadia. Um, her name is Snow Bunny Gaming, and she's a she's a big Nintendo Switch fan. And she's like, oh, there's really not a bunch of games that are for me. And I, I can't she can't play. You know, first first person shooter games um but your games again there there are entries that have multiple view modes like third person first person what what inspired you to do that was it for players like that or did you have something else in mind when 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 you were making multiple view modes yeah that's actually a really good question um and now you got me thinking that it would kind of be cool to have an experience where you have like three co-op players and everybody plays the game from a different like a fixed different oh view mode oh and yeah you're all, you're all oh, trying wow. to kind of cope being trapped <laughs> in your own view mode because because at the end yeah. of the day some of the view modes offer benefits to the other view modes when you're in fixed camera you get a real wide view of what's happening around you mm-hmm. third yep. person are they over the shoulder you get the benefits of precision aiming it's a little more visceral first person shooter you're more you're more enclosed that's actually a really cool idea for maybe in a future game to have kind of like a uh, i guess it's a cooperative competitive mode where we trap everybody in a viewpoint and you gotta kind of mm-hmm. have to work together to to use your your benefits and your detriments to uh to survive together yeah. so, so yeah. to answer your question no i did not plan i did not do it with that planned in mind but i think that's a very interesting idea yeah that, awesome. that you come up with there that is awesome. Yeah. Um, we, we've got a question here in the chat uh, asking, please ask Evan if he knows about, or would you consider making uh, a free trial of your game on Stadia? So recently 
um, over the past several months here, new to Stadia are trial. So some some developers offer 30, 60, or 120 minute uh, trials where anybody with just a Gmail account, they don't need a Stadia account, can mm -hmm. play your game and, and, and try it out for a certain amount of time. So, you know, most are at that 30 to 60 minute mark, but the ones mm -hmm. that are the two hour are, you know, the more complex, like Dragon Quest 11 or oh, something that, yeah. you know, Square Enix would give like a two hour trial. So would this be something that you might consider um, in the future doing a, a trial of uh, Outbreak on Stadia? Yeah, I think I think I would. I mean, I think um, when we let's let's just talk about it from the scope of Contagious Memories because I think that is the most likely title that would come over first. Mm -hmm. Contagious Memories. You're, uh, I've been monitoring folks. Their first time through the story on normal difficulty is typically about a ten-hour affair, and then there's um, a bonus modes to unlock that'll keep you busy for quite a few more hours after that. And there's there's other options to play through, play back through the game and incentives and stuff. So contagious memories for for many people is like a fifteen to twenty hour to experience to do everything. So mm -hmm. something like like a thirty minute trial for that, I could see that being a pretty compelling option. It gives you enough time to get familiar with the tutorial area to kind of try everything out. You're going to get killed a couple times on the first few enemies. <laughs> um, you're going to hopefully be able to save your game. Hopefully on these trials, the saves carry over. I, I would assume they do. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure. So I'm, yeah, I they, do. They, do. they do. They yeah, do. Okay. They do. Yeah, they do. Hopefully they do. I don't honestly know, but but yeah, a thirty minute trial of contagious memories would be pretty compelling. I, I think I'd be probably open to doing that. I, I obviously I need to. I first of all, the right. games need to actually be there. Second of all, I need to right. understand the, the, the specifics <laughs> of how um, their trial system works. But um, I I'm pretty open to that. It would be my answer. Okay, great. And, and I know there we have some more questions here in the chat, but I know there was a question on Twitter and I saw that you answered it. But for those that may not have saw it or who aren't on Twitter, um, question was raised about um, if there's online play in in the title. And if so, was it cross play? And I know you answered that pretty well. So I was wondering if you could maybe reiterate a bit here your answer yeah. to that. So the, the, the short story is there's three games in the series. It's the original Outbreak, The New Nightmare, and Outbreak Epidemic that have native online play, but only on the Steam version. Um, and what I've realized was I simply don't have the budget to properly support native online, even on Steam mm -hmm. and certainly not on consoles. Um, so about two, about two years ago, maybe two and a half years ago, I don't actually remember exactly when, I started going back through the series and every game with co-op... Um, I added a split screen co-op mode too. So now there's right. split screen in um, five titles in the series that, that are oh, co-op okay. titles. So they, they have split screen co-op. And I did that because I just realistically did not have the budget to support online co-op anymore for, mm -hmm. for new titles and to mm -hmm. port online co-op to the consoles for those existing titles. Um, so the answer is that if there are Stadia ports they, of the existing series, they will not have online co-op. Mm -hmm. um, they will have split screen, two player offline co-op, uh, vertical or horizontal split screen. I give you a lot of options for it, um, but that's just due to the budget necessities. Yeah. When we look at future titles in the series, I emphat emphatically tell you that online co-op cross platform, including on consoles, is something I want to do. And I'm not going to talk about it today, but I have stuff in the works to potentially make that a possibility in the future for new titles, not for the existing titles. Right. Right. Yeah, all right. Nice. All yeah. Right. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It's it's uh, it's not it's not it's not about want. It's just about 
actually being able to do it. I, I want yeah, to do exactly. it. I just, yeah. you it's know, the resources. It's the resources. Yeah, the resource. yeah. yeah exactly. Reality is right. like yeah. one guy, you know? Yep. yep. Um, so again, we know that, you know, this is still a process in the, in, in the works. And this is a, a potential question here. Thomas is wondering, um, would you possibly have any plans uh, in any of your games to include any Stadia exclusive features such as state share? And and if you're not familiar with yeah, what state share I don't share, know what that is. Yeah. Okay. So state share is, um, for example, we'll take Hitman. Uh, in Hitman, there are certain missions that you can run and you can click, uh, basically take like a, scre a screenshot and it captures the um, the particulars of that mission and what your score is and the weapons you've used and everything. And you can share it with somebody else. All they need to do is, is click on the link and they can replay that exact same scenario as oh. you played it to try and see, you know, for example, can I beat your time or, you know, how well do you do or, or something yeah. like that? Would that be something that you you may consider if if things proceed and you get to the point of, you know, your games on Stadia or even a, a new game in the series? Um, what I will say is I, I will I consider everything. So I will say that mm -hmm. I will absolutely consider it based on what you've described there. I do not know how that would really work with Contagious Memories, though, because um, if you guys think of it, if you guys think of like Resident Evil 2 or 3 on the PS1, you know, they're very... Um, kind of linear story experiences where like you kind mm -hmm. of start the game and you proceed through the game in kind of a linear fashion. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't really know how I would apply that to that type of experience where you could save like a screenshot in the middle of the game and have right. somebody start right there with your equipment. Mm -hmm. uh, honest, honestly, I think it would just, you know, I think it would really confuse people. I, you know, <laughs> so, so let, let me just say for now, I will consider it. And if we do mm -hmm. end okay. up bringing this series to Stadia, I will look at that feature and see if I can think of a way that it would okay. be meaningfully integrated. But what I'm not going to do is just integrate it for the heck of it. If it, right. if it doesn't, if it doesn't actually have value, you know, exactly. right, right. Yeah. Okay. So, so the, like you said, the moral of the story is you're willing to look at and consider all the Stadia specific features that the platform offers. And yeah. if they make sense, you could try it and, and, and quite possibly implement those in game. So, I mean, yeah. that's good. You're open-minded to it. You know, it's not a, a no. Right. right, and, and, and Stadia, Stadia has achievements, right? So yes, yep, achievements, yeah. Yeah, so again, that makes that even more complicated because then you could literally state share the parts of the games where you're about to unlock an achievement, and then you would just yeah. kind of it would almost be like you're 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 gaming the achievement system. Yeah, it, I I need to put some real thought into that. Right, to see oh, how that yeah, would work and sure. what the requirements are because that that sounds like that could potentially be. It sounds like there's a lot of variables that could potentially be involved with making that meaningful and. And right. not explo exploitative of the uh, of the game or the platform, right? And, and I know there's other like again, we're not trying to overwhelm you here because again, this is you just you just found out what Stadia is in the last ten days. There are other features, um, you know, that streamers can use. For example, like there's a crowd play and a crowd choice. So crowd choice uh, might be for an example of like um, if somebody like in a game. Um, that uh, people can vote for potential outcomes. So let's say, for example, like if they open up the door, there'll be a zombie behind there, or there'll be a certain weapon that people watching your streams can vote to say, okay, yeah, you know, will a shotgun, a pistol, or a machine gun be in this chest that you open? 
So, you know, there, there's various other different features that, that Stadia as a platform offers. But like you said, it, it's it's good that you're open and willing to look at those and, and consider those. Yeah, um, like if even, it makes sense. even in that description, like the other thing with like contagious memories is, is that the weapons and ammo and items are, are very deliberately placed in the game mm-hmm. to... Mm-hmm to give you the ability to survive, but still make your life a living nightmare for the most part. Um, So it's kind of like if I gave people the option to switch out where you find the shotgun with, um, I don't know, a knife or something. I I can see how you could easily get somebody into a position where they're just totally soft locked in the game. And I I think that's what I want to say for that one is um, probably in a future title, if we find a way to have a relationship with state and bring, bring games over in a future title, I may have more of an opportunity to design it in such a way that we could right. really we could really make that a meaningful feature. That that's kind of the difficult thing is when you go back and look at these games that were made years ago now. Like the original Outbreak was was started in 2015. It was released in January of 2017. It's really hard to shoehorn platform specific features like that into prior titles. But for like a future title where I know what I know. it is and I can plan for it, then we could make a really meaningful experience for it. Right. And I want to say um, the um, this, the, I'm sorry, I really forgot the name of it, but the, 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 the choice state options. Share? State uh, No, the uh, the one where crowd, people can vote for crowd choices. Choice? Yeah, crowd choice. In, yeah. in the original Resident Evil 3, there were points in the game where like the game would freeze and you had to make a decision mm-hmm. um, to like run away from a monster or right. fight the monster or jump off a bridge or push the monster off a bridge. Mm-hmm. That is something that I've always wanted to do in the series. And something like that choice share thing mm-hmm. um, could then allow P- us to for streamers allow them to basically take a vote with the folks watching it and Mm -hmm. kind of direct the game that way and that could actually be a pretty meaningful implementation of that feature that that has value uh as an example in a future game so yeah i I, you know they sound like awesome features i can see how i could use them in in future games Mm -hmm. i don't want to rush to just shove them into the prior games though because i I think probably yeah probably it'll just be a, a subpar experience for everybody yeah yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we've got another question here. I don't know if, if you can answer this here. What would you say uh, as a developer outside of the budget would be the biggest obstacle in porting a game to Stadia? Do, do you have any insight into that? or? Um, it, honestly, it comes down to budgeted interest. I know it's said outside of the budget, but it, it really mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I know we don't love to talk about, we like to talk about gaming as an art form and we talked about gaming as like an inspirational thing. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm really sorry. It is a, it is a financial conversation and mm-hmm. for viability. Um, you know, you want indie game devs to be able to feed their families and survive to make more games. So yeah. I, unfortunately, I'm going to answer that question by saying that the financial aspect of it is really a, is the key decision, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the key thing to figure out to make the decision for that. And I would say a, a set, not not like not a far away second, a, a somewhat close second though is just the interest of the community. Mm-hmm. Are they engaging with the product? Are they engaging with the interest in bringing the product over? That definitely does go a long way, and that's how you can help make it less of a financial conversation. Because <laughs> typically, when there's a show of support and a lot of interest, you you tend to find a way to make the financials work for that. When there's mm-hmm. no interest, then it's a mm-hmm. really tough. Um, not to crack at the end of the day. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and I and I really don't want people to view this as this is all about money at the end of the day. 
because it's not about you know somebody getting rich or something like that it's just about being able to bring the product over properly be able to mm -hmm. support it once it's released mm -hmm. be able to listen to community feedback it's less about somebody wanting to line their pockets and it's more about being able to actually provide a good product and be able to support it when fans do have constructive feedback for things that need to be fixed. Because the worst thing to do is to release a broken product because you didn't have the proper financials in place to, to, to actually build it properly. And even wor and worse than that is, you know, release something and then not be able to support it and fix, you know, yes. some stuff that are really driving the community mad. Um, Absolutely. So, um, that's unfortunately the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a it's a real answer. And we yeah. always say here in, in, on the different shows that we do that a lot of decisions are based off of what's going to keep the lights on. Yeah. That's a realistic, um, you know, that's that's a realistic litmus that uh, as us as consumers, we got to come to grips with. You know, this is an, uh, a young platform or cloud gaming in general is young. So yeah. it, it's important to build the anticipation that you were focused on and look how it works look at what the end result was so and because there are financial ties to it that are very important to you guys uh to you guys' stability absolutely yeah. yeah okay and it looks like we've got one last one last question here from the chat because i know you're extremely extremely busy here you've already yes. stayed <laughs> longer than what we have asked so we appreciate that i look i'll stay as long as you guys want me if you want me to keep answering questions I, oh <laughs> nice yeah, yeah. look look i, I want to be honest for the stadia community reached out to me and you showed the support and you showed the interest a lot of figuring out how to get this over to stadia became part of what the majority of what i'm doing during the day um so this sitting here talking to you guys this is a very important thing for us all to do together and be able to get the questions answered and get them out there um, nice. because this requires focus and dedication to get everything kind of wrapped up to have a plan to bring the games to the platform. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to stay here as long as folks have questions. Oh, okay. Well, that, yeah. that's great. Uh, so Christopher has a question here. I guess this is overall in general. Is developing for these various different platforms difficult? Like I assume they, they provide dev kits and, and other things. So are there like particular intricacies on like a certain platform like we won't like ask for any examples obviously yeah you, you know what my answer is going to be here <laughs> uh, let me just let me just i'm going to short circuit the question right now okay so we can't talk about any specifics for any platforms we can only mm -hmm. really talk in a very general sense and what what i will say is that um that it is a different experience to bring games to different places there are mm -hmm. different requirements there's different um things you have to focus on um there's different just realistic aspects of how powerful a, a ps5 is versus a, an n64 for example right mm -hmm. um <laughs> so the answer to that is that yes there, there are different priorities on different platforms um and you know it is a challenge to port games um to many different platforms to support them um mm -hmm. what i will tell i mean it, this may be interesting it may not be but the way that i that i create the games they're from a single unified code base that mm -hmm. then i bring that basically is smart mm -hmm. enough to understand okay i need to be on this platform or that platform and then i have some stuff magically happen to put it into a state you know, where, where it's where it's tailoring itself towards platform X or platform uh, Y. Okay. So it's right. not like that. I'm, I'm not writing the game six times or seven times. Right. Um, but but, it, you know, even going with a very well architected unified approach like that, there are many different concerns and many different mm -hmm. like things you have to pay attention to. And, you know, the, the thing that I just want to communicate more than anything is porting is not trivial. 
Um, I know folks are very quick to say Stadia uh, natively supports uh, Unity, um, mm -hmm. so it should be very easy to port. If you ever say that to a game dev, they're going to roll their <laughs> eyes at you because, <laughs> because it may be true that it natively runs, but there's a lot of things you have right. to pay attention to there's mm -hmm. to support to natively do it. It's almost never as easy as saying, oh, it's only going to take two weeks, guys. It's going to be just fine. <laughs> um, and that's and that's why when folks were coming to me early on and saying, just bring the whole series over. And I'm sitting here like, guys, it, <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. it's, it's entirely self-financed. It's not like it's not mm -hmm. something where I can just pull this out of my back pocket. There's not like a magic button you press that says bring it to Stadia or bring mm -hmm. it to a platform. <laughs> and no. um, just everything magically works. There there's really is a lot of thought that goes into it to make sure it's a great experience to make sure it actually you know runs properly everywhere it needs to be um yeah. so i i as as understanding as folks can be that i know they don't they i know they don't have a view behind the curtain to understand what all goes into it but please trust me it is not trivial to put support yeah. games as one person <laughs> and support them in the way that i do across all these platforms <laughs> uh it's it is an adventure and that's ultimately why i'm spending a lot of time looking at stadia because it takes mm -hmm. a lot of research. I, yep. I'm, you know, I, I had, I had very different plans for these last two weeks, and uh, I've put them on hold to try and uh, understand Stadia as best I can, and to make sure the fans who are expressing interest are not wasting their time, and that I can have an honest and as transparent as possible conversation with them. Yeah. So, sometimes when yeah. you talk, sometimes when you talk to us, we think it's as easy as copying from Notepad, pasting yeah. it on Word doc, and hitting save. <laughs> I <laughs> don't blame you. <laughs> it's a little bit more complicated than that, folks. So <laughs> it's just you know, a little here. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's crazy. I'm not gonna yep. lie. So Fletch had a question here earlier. Um, not as much a stadium related question, but are there physical versions? um of these games out for playstation and xbox yes there are well oh, for cool. playstation oh, wow. um okay. so okay. we we uh, we work with the great folks over at limited run games if you've never checked them out i really encourage you to go to their website it is they are some of the coolest people i've ever met in my life they do the coolest work i've ever seen in my life and they are absolutely wonderful people to work with and to be a customer of because i'm also a customer of theirs as well um, and basically what limited run does is it, it helps, um, indie projects or, or smaller scale games, like folks like me actually create physical versions of their games and publish them, um, you know, directly on major platforms like PS4. Um, last year they, they brought forward a collection of the first five games in the series, the, all the PS4 oh. versions of the first five <clears throat> games on a single disc in beautiful packaging, beautiful disc art. And, um, we released that, um, I think the pre-orders were last July to last August. Um, and it was, it's an awesome experience to, to see a real PS4 game with your game mm -hmm. on it. That is, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's the same kind of disc and packaging. You, something that they'd sell call of duty in. Like it's, yeah. it's right. an incredible yeah. experience to be able to see that. Um, and what I, what I will say is I will not give any specifics cause I can't, but, Believe me, I really enjoyed releasing a physical product and I am very eager to release more in the future. So um, trust me when I say I will do everything in my power to make that happen. And I encourage folks to continue to reach out to limited run games, express their interest in more outbreak games, getting physical releases on more platforms. And certainly the newer games like Contagious Memories and Endless Nightmares getting releases. If you're interested in collector's editions and other stuff like that, please message them on Twitter, join their Discord, share your interest because it's really blown me away the amount of fans who have gone to them and said, we need, we want more Outbreak. I, 
I, I hang around in their Discord a little bit. I see their feedback channel is usually there's usually something outbreak related happening on their feedback channel, and it's just it's wonderful to see all the support from it and, and how successful the uh, the first PS4 release was last year. It was it was wow. it was it was an amazing experience. That that that's awesome to hear. I mean, and again, this is the the unifying message that we're hearing is that showing that support on social media does make a difference. The companies are listening. People, yeah. you know, key individuals are listening. So yes, you can make a difference. One person can make a difference because then it can spark just like what Cody did. He sent that tweet out, a copy of the DM that he sent to Evan here. And all of a sudden the Stadia community picks that up. And here we are 10 days later, nine days later, talking about it and, and, and just marveling at how far uh, the process has come so quickly. Um, and th this is this has been fantastic. Like I've had so much fun. This is really, as Clive said here, uh, very insightful. Lots of people absolutely had yeah. questions in the chat here. They're really excited. Props for the interview guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, there, yeah. So yeah, it, it is is fantastic here. We do have um, a poll here. So let's see. You brought a play. Let me stop this on my end here and see if yeah, yeah that was an interesting we, poll. We can see this here. Yeah, I don't. I don't actually know what poll we're talking about. Is yeah. So we added a, a, a poll. Yeah, a poll in, in YouTube here uh, that Ninja added before he had to leave here. It says, "What's your preferred way to support indie developers?" The the choices were Stadia Pro, of course, it just came up here. Crowdfunding merchandise or purchase on release so i'm gonna go ahead and end that poll here now i'm curious to see this too we'll get the results <laughs> yeah. here and it should show us here and here we go so the preferred way to support indie devs stadia pro number one at 66 percent nice. purchase on release 25 crowdfunding and then merchandise so that's that's quite interesting. So a, a sample snapshot of the people that have, have watched or are watching this stream here. Uh, 51 of you here that, that voted. That's a, a great way. Uh, again, more data here mm -hmm. to consider and, and, and help evaluate uh, the, the situation here. So that, that's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I want to say, too, um, I didn't vote in this poll. I didn't really know there was even a poll. But um, it, for me, as a developer, my preferred way to bring the game to Stadia would be through Stadia Pro. Um, yes. I think that, obviously, I don't know all the details. Obviously, mm -hmm. I we, we're not going to talk super openly about this. But I see a path where if fans are successful in getting Google to move forward and, and offer a Stadia Pro uh, opportunity for Outbreak Contagious Memories, uh, it feels very reasonable to me that we would not need to do crowdfunding. We wouldn't need to mm -hmm. do this, you know, support the existing series and stuff. Mm -hmm. I think it, there is a, a solid argument in that case. If we can get if we can get uh, the fans to support that and get uh, Google Stadia to go for it, that that mm -hmm. is probably the solution to just bring the game series over. And then we don't have to worry about any of this other craziness uh, involved with it. Right. Yeah, so. exactly here. So I see uh, Zarina in the chat here. If merchandise includes a plush of the monster I seen, I see in the background, count me in. <laughs> oh, we, we have so, tons of merch. Buy merch. Yeah. Uh, merch yeah. Merchoutbreak.com. Uh, Go there and buy merch. Yep. I've got a, a link to it in the description and I'm about ready to bring it up here. Yeah, you got, uh, oh, you got to, if you can show the merch store, you got to do it. It's beautiful. My wife um, worked on this for, for quite a few months 
to bring yep. it together and definitely scroll down a bit. There is some beautiful artwork on there. We, yeah. um, we have the Chibi Anime Outbreak series where you can get these awesome shirts and graphics with uh, oh, nice, yeah. Kind of reimagined if what if they were kind of like anime characters. Uh, you're not logged in, so a lot of the uh, mature stuff isn't showing. It looks like here. So oh yeah, sorry. If you're missing a, you're you really can't see it. If you have any way to log in, it'll show it there. Yeah, let, let me see. Hold on, let me unshare that, and then yeah. maybe you can talk about it while we're. Uh... Um, but yeah, we, we've got merchoutbreak.com. We have apparel. We have awesome posters. We have cookware. Um, we have um, stickers and clocks and pillows and like all this awesome stuff. It's all art from great artists that we were able to work with and commission art from. Um, so we were able to support other artists trying to further their own game and artistic goals to, uh, to commission all the art that you see on there. Um, and buying that merchandise, uh, in addition to looking awesome, is a really great way to help help out the series. And um, and I just encourage folks, if you can go to MerchOutbreak.com and pick something up, it's it's really cool, high quality stuff. And uh, I've I've actually ended up getting quite a bit of it myself to uh, to have around the office here, and it's it's beautiful stuff how it, how it came out. So. Oh, awesome. Okay. I think I have it here. I think you got it up. Yep. Um, <clears throat> okay. So if we go back here. If you go back and watch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah here we go. So if you scroll down, you can start to see some of our, our featured items. There, there's really just, there's you can get the logos of the games. You can get the chibi characters. Um, mm -hmm. You can get awesome key art um, for the series on posters, on phone cases, mm -hmm. on everything. Um, nice. It, it, it turned out beautifully. We've got awesome buttons, awesome tote bags. bags we're going to be yeah. bringing a, we're going to be bringing this stuff to a lot of cons next year because um, we're going to start the nice. we're going to start the con circuit back up next year. But um, this is just a small view of what's available in the store. I definitely encourage everybody go to merchoutbreak.com and take a take a look through the store. There is so much cool stuff on there. And it's all from small independent artists who worked with us on the games and that we were able yeah. to financially support uh, them furthering their own goals too. So that, that, that's, just, that's awesome stuff. It's yeah. really, there's, there's so much cool stuff on there. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. And for those, for those wondering here too, uh, these are Canadian prices. So if you're in the U S watching and wondering why they're higher, uh, they're, they're, these are Canadian prices here. Oh, that's so. a good, uh, good note. They're still, I, yeah, they're still reasonable. <laughs> like that button, yeah, I like yeah, that yeah. button with the, with the, with the arm in the dog's mouth. Yeah, like the bloody mm -hmm. arm. I'm, I might. Yeah. You, you know what? I, like you, you, I don't know what you guys think about this, but, you know, maybe this would be a, a, a great campaign um, to buy some merch take a picture of it and say, you know, bring it to Stadia Pro. You know what Do I mean? It. Uh, I think that I think that'd yeah. be awesome. Um, yeah. You know, and, and Redbubble has been really great to work with on this stuff. And the artists that we worked with to create it all. That, that I actually have that tote bag that you have on screen oh, right now. Oh, that's so it awesome. Looks, yeah, it looks awesome look in person. <laughs> look it's that. so good. I'm going to um, Whole Foods with that one. We have a lot of t-shirts. They, they turned out great. And, um, you know, I just, I, this is only just a small, if you go to the store for folks watching, you can click into like the subcategories. There's absolutely a ton of stuff on there, mm -hmm. um, everywhere you could expect or anything you could think of. It's all separated into these different sections, and there's just yeah. there's so much cool stuff there. I'm getting that tote bag. Do it, man! It is so cool. It's, it's actually a really nice quality tote bag too. And I, uh, we, I've got it. I have it around here somewhere. I don't think it's next to me, but. Um, the, the merch has been really fun to do and we really want to get it. I know we're on a podcast talking about cloud gaming, but a big, a big way that the series <laughs> is expanding out 
is with physical merchandise, physical releases. You can expect a lot more of this uh, coming from us uh, as well. We actually have a lot more art commissioned, so there's going to be new stuff popping up on the store, usually monthly over probably the next uh, six to 12 months. And, you know, we're going to have some other exciting stuff happening later this year um, that we're not talking about right now. Um, mm -hmm. So expect to see really, really cool things as we, you know, get further into the summer and into the fall. Uh, we have a, we have just an absolute ton of surprises that had nothing to do with Stadia. This whole Stadia thing happened in, in, um, yeah. you know, completely separate from those ideas. Um, but I will tell folks that, you know, I'm looking to find ways to that when we do future titles in the series, we can do them. We can have Stadia as an option day one. Um, I will work with, um, the, you know, the fans to understand interest. I'll work with mm -hmm. the great folks at Google that we've, you know, been been able to speak with so far. I'll do whatever I can for future titles as well. That Stadia is as just as much of a priority as PS5 is, if we can find a way to make it work financially. Awesome. You know, that's awesome. And yeah. and I want to highlight this here. A yeah. shout out to Sean in the chat here. This is awesome to to hear mm. and, and to read this here. Sean says, "Really great interview." I take back my stance. I really like this developer. I definitely will support. Sometimes Twitter doesn't get the point across. So so this is it. You know, Sean before, previously, I guess, had a different view on the game and thoughts of it and maybe his impressions. Now, after he's watched our interview here, he... he he gets he he gets to know you know you as a developer Evan here the the game itself and just what everything's about and this is fantastic this is one of the goals on on why we do this to not only help spread the message but also to help clarify things that you know sometimes that you just have to be uh you know visually or audibly you know be able to ask these questions or listen and things like that to help clarify and form that opinion and that's so awesome to hear from sean so thank you sean for sharing that comment with us that's that is yeah. great that just yeah. warms my heart I, I appreciate that too very much thank you sean and i would encourage folks to like the the, the whole thing where twitter things can be unclear on twitter we, we tried i've got the sticky tweet on the account right now trying to clear up a lot of the questions i've been getting dm'd or, or folks have been asking me so definitely check out that sticky tweet on the dead drop mm -hmm. studios account for kind of a uh, an update on where we've been where we're going and what the current plan is for folks but if it, I, my dms are open so i would encourage folks if you have questions about anything mm -hmm. that's going on in the in stadia in the stadia plans or land or anywhere um toss me a dm because uh, i'm paying attention to the questions and we're trying to do things like this tweet that's up on the uh on the main screen right now to try and just clarify things as much as possible so there's no miscommunication um and we'll keep trying to do that through this process and yep. we, we just we need fans to just keep the heat on this get get that that tweet especially that you have up right there go mm -hmm. go like retweet that tweet keep it going i see we're getting great great responses on it it's 49 retweets 134 likes since mm -hmm. that went up 135 now there we go let's get it higher let's get it higher <laughs> that that is a very important tweet so please mm -hmm. like and retweet that thing you can get a lot of information there um feel free to dm me dm me with questions or just reply to that tweet with questions and i'll get folks a timely response um and this is a this is a critical time right now for folks if you want the games to come to stadia keep the pressure going on social media keep telling at google stadia that you're interested let's keep using the bring it to stadia hashtag um mm -hmm. and all the other bring outbreak to stadia hash uh bring outbreak to stadia hashtag um but it it is 
the way that fans can keep helping this move as fast as possible is just keep the pressure on through social media. Uh, you know, if you can support this series, if you're interested in buying it on another platform, that helps me out a ton, helps keep me alive. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that money, everything that we, that we make off the series usually gets reinvested back into the series to bring it to more places or to make better games. So, you know, as folks invest with us, I hope they'll see over time that we're going to keep investing in the fan community. And I'm really hoping we can find a way to, to bring this to Stadia Pro, to make that happen to get people exactly what they what they want, you know, where they want to pay where they want to pay how they want, you know, make it all yep. work. Yeah, awesome. it, it yeah. is so awesome here. And again, thank you so much for taking your time out here. I know originally we were planning for 30 to 45 minutes and here we are an hour and a half in. <laughs> uh, but this, this is fantastic because it's a great way to connect with the community and uh, we've seen so many great questions here. A lot of people saying that it's really clarified things. And mm. uh, I think you've really, you know, made your point and, and explained a lot of things that people were wondering on. And again, uh, there's a reason, like you had mentioned earlier in our chat here, there's a reason why you asked these certain questions to gauge the interest because they're data that needs to be used to help speed things along or help justify or, or things like that. So there's always a reason, although it might not be clear to us, there's always a reason behind things. And just like Evan said here, getting this, this tweet, uh, you know, like retweet, commenting, getting it, it trending, keeping the conversation up. Although Evan's not saying this, this is me here. This will help keep that interest. Show Google, show Stadia that yes, the community does want this. And so, you know, something that Evan said might have previously taken a year before to, mm -hmm. to get the talks going. We've already seen that they've been uh, sped up like within within like things were happening within 100 hours. So there's a reason for this. Keep it up. Keep commenting. Keep sharing. Keep liking. Keep retweeting. Share your enthusiasm. Uh, there's all the links to the socials for Dead Drop Studios and the game, the merchandise, the Twitter, the Discord, everything. Anything you could do to help uh, get the word out here and keep the conversation uh, current here will just help out everybody in the long run and getting more games to Stadia and and other developers as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Definitely. it's really, it's if, if we can... It's not an overstatement to say that if we can find a way to make this successful, you guys have a very good blueprint for bringing other developers over as well. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not, you know, what you're what you guys have done for this series and the way that you've you know expressed interest and supported it. This is a very reusable template for other games you want to bring over there. So, you know, make Outbreak your great case study on this and then you'll <laughs> you'll you'll really know how to get games on a stadia pretty fast cuz uh yeah. I, I am, mean, this... I'm blown away. Like. The uh, I, I can only imagine. I mean, you just being a single developer here, your head must be spinning with all this news. Like we said, you had no idea what Stadia was nine or ten days ago, and now yeah. here we are in in the thick of it. Um, and again, we we really do appreciate uh, all your enthusiasm, your openness, your honesty, uh, and just welcoming the Stadia community with open arms and. We've got to know you here as a person a lot better over the last hour and a half. And it's just, it, yeah. it's fantastic and uh, really, really great to, to see this yeah. there. And we 
many thank yous for that. We really do appreciate that. Sure. So, and I, I and I, I'd love to come back when we have new things to discuss. Yes. Too. I mean, hopefully, Great, with yes, this, absolutely news. That's and, what I was uh, going to say. That was what I was going to say. <laughs> Great Whenever the door is wide open, when you are ready to come back and to talk with the community. All you have to do, I mean, we already have a group chat on Discord. You, yeah. uh, myself, and and Ninja, uh, Ninja, just let us know there. Yeah, and just you know, definitely, we are always willing there, and just it's great. And hopefully, we'll be we'll be able to get you back on the show shortly. You'll have some good news for us, and this will be a success story. And uh, really looking forward to the day that uh, outbreak drops on stadio pro and that we're streaming it we'll tag you we'll have you on and just oh, yeah, you know, that, that, have, hey, have if, a little if we, celebration if we can get there that'd be fun i'd, I'd love to yeah. be involved with that if we can get it there and if fans have the power to make this happen i yeah. mean I, you know like this this whole thing will live and die with the fans i'm doing everything i possibly can but at the mm -hmm. end of the day a lot of these decisions are out of my hands yeah. it's, it's really yeah. it's the fans that are going to make or break uh this possibly happening and um mm -hmm. I just 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 keep lighting Twitter on fire with this stuff um, as much yeah. as you can. We're we're gonna keep doing frequent posts. Uh, make sure to follow uh, Dead Drop Studios, and I'm gonna keep mm -hmm. doing more giveaways later on this week. Uh, probably into the weekend, we'll do we'll do some more giveaways and stuff too. So definitely yeah. keep paying attention to the Twitter account and um, keep liking and retweeting everything. Follow us. Follow the Outbreak Zone account as well. The I think it's Outbreak under zone, underscore Zone um, as well. Um, yeah here it is here yeah yep. make sure to follow that one too that's that was originally supposed to be the account for the game specifically but the main dead drop studios account kind of became the primary account um oh, okay. but definitely follow and like stuff on there too so yeah exactly yeah keep, keep it going sure awesome well thank you so much uh we do have the matter of the giveaways to take care of but we won't keep you for that evan uh okay <laughs> you, grac you graciously uh supplied us with five uh, steam codes of the original out 2d outbreak uh so we will give those away again everybody check out all the socials uh for evan and dead drop studios and outbreak are in the description let's keep the conversation alive on twitter show the support and I, I am confident here that in the very near future, we'll be back here talking with Evan yeah. and throwing a mini party, congratulations party, that the work has begun on bringing uh, Outbreak over to Stadia. And I can't wait to get my hands on it. Yeah, I, I, I would like nothing better than for us to be able to have that show. Awesome. Great. Cool. Well, thank you. Great thank stuff, you again Evan. so much, Evan. You have a great rest of the day. You too. Thank, thanks so much, guys. Thank have you. A good day. Yep. Bye -bye. Thank you. Have Take a good care. one. Wow, oh, that was, that was oh my wow, gosh, wow. that was amazing, wasn't it? I mean, we like, just, we, I mean, as we do these things, uh, I think sometimes we look at the scope of the games, John, and we don't realize mm -hmm. that with each interview, it just keep the experience just keeps getting better and better and better. Mm -hmm. That was so insightful. And yeah. anybody that's listening now, please do um, your stadium friends a favor anybody that's not even on the platform this was so insightful on so many levels share this out wow yeah, definitely yeah and this is this is great i mean we hear from time and time again every single developer that we talk to that we interview is always about how vocal and how warming and welcoming the stadia community is Absolutely. and i mean this like, take a look as an instance here for evan 
nine yeah. days ago he had no idea what Stadia was, <laughs> and now easy. here he is. the The sales of the game was up by a thousand percent. That's, that's insanity. One thousand, not a hundred, a thousand. Like I, that's, that's just blows my mind. We've already seen people in the chat here, you know, saying, you know what, I, I've changed my mind. I initially was yeah. very skeptical on it. I now see here. We've we've talked with Evan. We've gotten to know him. We know uh, a little bit about more of the game, the series. He's a generally very nice guy, very uh, experienced, smart. And mm -hmm. uh, he's being honest with us here. And that's, you know, that's all that anybody could could ask. And uh, it, it's can, just great. Like, I, I want to add to that. Like, um, mm -hmm. at the beginning when Evan was asking for people to buy the game on the platform, there were a lot of us that were like, well, mm -hmm. I don't know if this is the right approach, but like he said, he had his own deliberate purpose, which it, it all makes sense now. Um, but as content, I don't want to say content creators, but as people that are on social media, let's not try to spite the effort. Like if you don't want to right. do that, like if you don't want to right. buy it, then don't buy it. But if you're someone yep. like a Ninja Guy X or the people that helped spike it a thousand percent, which helped make this possible, let people do with their wallet what they want to do with their wallet. You know what yes. I mean? I think that's the biggest lesson that one of the bigger lessons rather that we've learned yep. from this interview. You know, you if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Because I'm going to do something like I'm buying those pens, right? And I'm buying yes. that tote bag. I'm going to take it to Whole Foods with me and freak some people out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I'm, I'm going to take a picture of it, John. And I'm going to say, you know, hashtag bring Outbreak to Stadia. You know, you can show your yeah. support in different ways. But let's not be a Debbie Downer and say, oh, well, I'm not going to do that. That's That that sounds suspicious. Don't, don't do that. You know? Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. And I also want to just highlight here. I'm going to put a link. Ninja did a uh, fantastic oh, video. Oh, yes. Of yes. um, at the outbreak series potentially coming to Google Stadia, a mm -hmm. summary of everything you need to know. So yeah. this was a fantastic video. I put the the link in the chat here. I'll get it added to the description as well. You need to check that out as well because he did a fantastic job on breaking everything down, research his thoughts and opinions, uh, and, and it's great. Uh, I it's just a great love video. This. Yeah, it is, and, and I love these developer interviews. There's more. Mm -hmm. On the way, yes. um, we've got uh, Triangle Studios uh, from space. That's yeah. coming up on Monday. And then next uh, Thursday, so a week from today, the uh, developers for Elemental Wars 2 that's coming out on Stadia on May the 6th. Uh, we have also have the developers for Calico that are coming. And we've got others in the works here. So plenty more developer interviews coming your way to the Stadia community. And I, I really think this is a great way because it gives a nice window and insight for the community to not only be able to interact with uh, these developers, but to learn mm -hmm. about themselves, people, yeah. uh, and, and the games itself and, and the reason behind it. And again, I can't stress this enough. We've said this time and time again. Your what you do and the support or even the hate that you show on social media is it doesn't fall on deaf ears. It, yeah. It's all that data is recorded. It's mm -hmm. trended. It's yep. all analyzed and everything. So if there is something you love, let let Google, let Stadia, let the developer know if there's yep. something that you quite don't agree about or you would like to see changes in a professional plate. Yeah. Cordial. Manner, yeah, cordial, exactly. 
let them know as well, because how else can you fix things without getting feedback from the community? So, yep. all righty. So let's go ahead and give some games away here. Like I said, uh, Evan given us five Steam codes for uh, the original uh, Outbreak 2D on Steam. So I'm going to go ahead and we are going to pull our first winner here. All right. Oh, so Dre, I know Dre was in the chat. He said to re-roll. So I'm going to, okay. I'm going to redo that. I saw that earlier. Sean, <laughs> Sean, he, he changed uh -oh. his mind. Wow. Chat, remember? Wow. Lucky, lucky for Sean here. So Sean, you've won a copy of Outbreak on Steam. I just need for All you right. just to confirm that you're in the chat here. Uh, so you can claim your code. And then that way you get a hold of me after the show on Discord, on Twitter, or leave a comment on the video here to be able to claim your prize. So, Sean, I hope Sean's right. still. Yep, there we are, Sean. Just Congratulations. Yeah, Congrats. you are winner number one. So let's go for our, our second winner here. Our second winner is Fox Sess. Cecia. I'm, yeah. I'm horrible with pronouncing it. Fox Cecia. There we go. Yeah. Fox Cecia. I think I just saw Fox enter not too long ago. There, there we goes. go. Yeah. Awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> if you want to get a hold of me and you're not quite sure how, you could type exclamation contact. That will give you my contact details, Twitter, email, and Discord. Uh, that way you can claim your prize. So there is winner number two of Outbreak on Steam. And our third winner here is Mark Weber. Mark, oh, if you're Mark. here. It's got a, a nice uh, Robin avatar here. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, you've won. Uh, congratulations. This is this man. I'm I'm still like just in awe of how awesome this interview yeah. went. And, oh yeah. And just several times, like I got chills down my back just hearing Evan mm. say stuff that you know we've all been saying. Exactly. You, myself, Ninja, and and various other people in the community, and it is just mm. so fantastic. It was Mark. So, yep. Mark, are we here? Yep, there we go. Congratulations, Mark. That's number three. So here we go. Winner number four is Granite. Granite right. Team Rock. Granite, if you're here, you have won. There we go. Look at that. Woohoo! Party time. Longtime supporter. That's right. So let's see one more. We've got one more code <laughs> yeah, to one give more. away. And our winner one is winner. Thomas Collins. All Thomas right, Thomas. Collins. Thomas, capital T, Thomas. TC, you have won. Let's see if Thomas is here. Thomas, you here? Yeah. Oh, right. hopefully Thomas is here. Would be great. So while we're waiting for Thomas to respond, MM2K, do you have anything coming up that you'd like to share or talk about? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Here? I mean, like, I got to go back to, well, we have a show every Thursday, for yeah. those of you that don't know. It's called um, SSC Podcast, Stadia Stream Connect Podcast. And it features the um, co-host here, the, that ninja guy person. He's on there with me and um, um, Peter Cottontail. And we have a we we have a uh, a lounge of guests that may come in and come out. That includes Purple Haze, John, if he's ever available. Um, but John's <laughs> probably still going to be processing this interview. So you know, with Clive and wh whomever else might, might want to hop in. Um, I'm I'm gonna John. I got to be honest with you. Um, uh -huh. I'm gonna have to take our show notes today and scrap them and throw them out in the trash. Because um, <laughs> all I want to do is talk about this interview. Well, <laughs> you good. Know, hey, you know what? So much that to helps. break down. Yeah, that that is gonna help Evan and uh, the game itself. Yeah, definitely feel free. That that it, it's great to hear, and that is so awesome. 
getting that word out and sharing it with everybody is that's yeah. the ultimate goal here. So Absolutely. Thomas, it doesn't look like we've heard from Thomas here, unfortunately. We're gonna yeah. roll again. We just need to give again. one more away here. Cody, Cody, the 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 person who brought the attention oh, to the well community originally. Well Cody, isn't that? I hope. Yeah. Hopefully, Cody, Cody is Maloney. here. Now, Cody, you got to be here now. Come on now. Come you gotta on be now, Cody. <laughs> Come on, Cody. Yeah, Cody you know please. what? I, I, think, I think for Cody, even if Cody's not here, since he's the one that helped bring the attention, yeah. I think I'm going to contact yeah. Cody personally here. Cody. Yeah, I'm going to reach out to Cody here because he really does deserve uh, yeah, this, this we... code here to help bring the attention. And... Like I said, thank you so much. Oh, Cody everybody. says I'm here. He's in. He's oh, there here. we are, Cody. So, Cody, oh, you can reach out go. to me as well. We haven't already. I'm not sure. I, I wasn't looking at the screen. Uh, there we go. Discord, contact. If you want to get a, a hold of me, uh, for those that won, mm -hmm. just, you can contact me. Twitter, Discord, uh, and there's email as well. Just let me know your youtube name and that you've won it here we'll verify everything and we'll get those codes over to you again if you have enjoyed today's stream please don't forget to hit that like button leave a comment <clears throat> let us know what you thought and uh let's help keep bringing this conversation keeping it in the light here and <clears throat> I'm already also choked up over this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to get Outbreak uh, Contagious Memories to Stadia. I'm very confident. And we'll be back here, I'm sure, within a matter of months uh, talking again with Evan. And I really can't wait to get my hands on the game. Yep. So, and John, can I can I do a shameless plug if, if that's okay? See, of course you can. Yes, my friend. Yep. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm so amazed at this interview because Evan was so transparent and so open mm -hmm. and, you know, we could have, we could have tapped his brain for another three hours. I like know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if time would have permitted. Um, uh -huh. I do want to talk about this conversation later today on SSC podcast. And thankfully we'll have Ninja guy there to, to help, you know, go over it again. And if you guys mm -hmm. want to talk about it as well as some of the latest, um, stadium news, uh, check, check us out about three hours and 15 minutes. Uh, I'm going to do this as I see. Do you have podcast. a link you can put in the chat? Yes, sir. I'm going to put a link right here. Okay. This is going to be the SSC podcast tonight. Check out that link. Just go ahead and set your reminders. It's going to be at um, 2 p.m. PT, 5 p.m. Um, Eastern. And that, I guess that's going to be 10 p.m. UK. All right. So yeah, exactly. see us there. Awesome. We'll see you there. All right. Well, thank you again, everybody. Have a wonderful rest of the day. And we awesome. will see you all again really soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.